aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race for a shelter position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Denny Hamlin wins and Kevin Harvick wins. You know, you have to kind of smile about it because it's, it's two teams performing at a tremendously high level right now. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you for our weekly get-together. And lots coming your way on this show. We're going to chat with NASCAR Rookie of the Year contender Christopher Bell. He'll join us and talk about the up-and-down nature to his 2020. Also, we'll hear from Vice President of Racing Development at NASCAR, Ben Kennedy. Ben's going to stop by and give us some insight on some of the decision-making that's going on inside the sport today. For the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series Garage, we're going to visit with Ben Rhodes. He's going to stop by, chat about his season, and how he's going home this weekend to Kentucky. Over the weekend, Jimmy Johnson ended his consecutive streak of 663 starts in the NASCAR Cup Series. That'll be our topic in our 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. Plus, we'll have two with Rusty this week in NASCAR history and a lot more. But first, Kyle Ricky, host of NASCAR Today Midday, gets us started with what's latest and trending in the news of NASCAR. Kyle? Another week of excellent racing on track and another week of NASCAR making headlines. Chase Briscoe won the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Indianapolis in dramatic fashion, his fifth win of the 2020 season. Kevin Harvick captured the checkered flag in the NASCAR Cup Series race at Indy after an exciting battle with Denny Hamlin in the closing laps. It was Monday, however, that NASCAR made its way into the national headlines. President Trump tweeted at Bubba Wallace asking when he would apologize to the NASCAR industry for his alleged role in what he called a hoax at Talladega. The president also added that NASCAR's decision to ban the Confederate flag has hurt television ratings. None of what the president claims is true, with many people coming forward to prove that. 
Indy winner Kevin Harvick said this on Golick and Wingo on ESPN Radio. The tweet doesn't change anything about. I think you know there's there's definitely some some misinformed information in inside of that tweet that 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 um, doesn't represent uh, anything that's going on. Obviously, the TV ratings are up. Um, you know, I think when you when you sit in NASCAR shoes and and you know you look at the circumstances and the reaction that they had uh, at Talladega, you know, if you if you do that any other way. Um, and it doesn't work out the way that it did, you know, it's the circumstances are, you know, way worse on, on the other side. So, you know, I, I support, um, you know, everything that we're doing. Um, you know, I, I, I take my kids to the racetrack when they let me pretty much every weekend, and I want people to, to be able to go to our racetracks and feel comfortable in the grandstands, and, and we're going to work as a group to make sure that that happens. So, um, you know, a misinformed tweet is not going to change the, the unity and the direction of our sport and our garage and, and the way that, that, we, um, that we feel about each other. And, um, you know, it's, that part is unfortunate, but um, as a group, uh, we're, we're doing the right things, and, and we will continue to do that moving forward. Bubba responded on social media saying to always deal with the hate being thrown at you with love. Love over hate every day, even when it's hate from the POTUS. NASCAR also released a statement saying we are proud to have Bubba Wallace in the NASCAR family and we commend his courage and leadership. NASCAR continues to stand tall with Bubba. Many athletes across all sports also tweeted out support for NASCAR and what Bubba is standing for. Jimmy Johnson announced last week that he tested positive for COVID-19 and Justin Allgaier would replace him in the race in Indianapolis. As many of you know, my wife and I tested positive for the coronavirus and we are in our home in Colorado locking things down and doing our best, our very best to try to keep our kids from having a positive test. But I just want to take a quick second and thank everybody for their support, the texts, the phone calls, support on social media uh, very thankful for all the well wishes I certainly wish my team the best this weekend and hope that uh, Cliff and Justin Elgar are filling in for me uh, can have a great day on track we're watching as a fan unfortunately and certainly hope that I can uh, be reinstated and be free of this virus uh, very soon so I can get back to my day job MRN's Kurt Becker will have more on Johnson's consecutive start streak being snapped from his COVID-19 absence on a 48 Stories coming up. Thank you, Kyle. Going beyond the NASCAR news, the music world lost a legend this week in Charlie Daniels. Back in 2004, Charlie joined us on NASCAR Live to promote a song about Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jr. called The Intimidator. Here's a part of that conversation. Well, I'm from the southeast, you know. I've come, I come from the cradle of, uh, of well, we used to call it stock car racing. I go back to Herb Thomas and Lee Petty and mm-hmm. the Flock Boys. Exactly. <laughs> you know, long time ago. Oh, I want to tell you something. Tell Rusty, by the way, he can come sing, sit in with my band and sing the blues anytime when he gets ready. There you go. <laughs> tell me about the uh, song, The Intimidator. Uh, who wrote it? Uh, what was the motivation and the idea behind this? I wrote it, and what it's about, I had I had never met uh, Dale Earnhardt until the, the, was the last time he raced in Talladega, and he wanted to race. I was down there, and we went over when they were introducing the drivers, and somebody introduced me to, to Dale, and he was getting ready to go out on the track and drive. I think he got up to 195 miles an hour or something like that out there, and he had time to stop and talk and be a nice guy. And I was so impressed with him. I was so impressed with his humility and, you know, his friendliness and everything, and I just... Uh, 
of course, like the rest of the folks that are NASCAR fans, I was really saddened when uh, at, his, at his death. And I just wanted to write something that was a tribute to him and also to Junior. Uh, sure. He's a heck of a driver, too. <laughs> he really I is. Mean, he, he's winning them two at a time now, so you can't beat that hard. <laughs> the, the legendary Charlie Daniels is with us. Let's take a phone call from Jasper, Indiana. Hi, you're on with Charlie. Hi, Eli. Hi, Charlie. How are you doing? Good, buddy. How you doing? Oh, just wonderful, buddy. If I had to do anything better, I'd sit on my hands and keep them from waving at everybody. You'd be twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, my question was for you. Uh, How did you come up with the uh, idea for the Devil Went Down to Georgia song? You know, I wish I had something really exciting to tell you about that, but actually what happened, we had written a bunch of songs and arranged the, the music on them and all and went in the studio to record and all of a sudden decided we needed a fiddle song. We didn't have a fiddle song. So we literally took about a two or three day break and went went into a rehearsal studio and sat down and wrote this song. I don't know where the idea came from. It just an idea came in my mind. Devil went down to Georgia and we just kind of started preparing, went on and got it done. Writing a song, Charlie, like the Intimidator about Dale and Dale Jr. Do the words? Do you sit down and you just stare at a piece of paper and the words just flow on out, or is it something you really have to work hard on? It, it's it's. There's never any two songs that are, are basically that are written the same way. Sometimes, sometimes it comes easy. Sometimes it comes really hard. Uh, my thing is, that a lot of, a lot of times I'll start with like a guitar riff or maybe just an idea that I have, and uh, you kind of get a skeleton together. You know, maybe get your your melody, get a couple of verses of melody and a and a bridge or course, and have an idea where you want to go, and then from then then on, it's just kind of slogging it out, making the meter and the rhyming scheme work on it, and try to do. I'm pretty touchy with my lyrics. I like for them to make make sense and and uh, to fall into place. And you, you just sit down and you know just really get. That's when the hard work starts. When you kind of start polishing things, you get the idea together, and then you put the skeleton down. You start putting the meat on the bones. Charlie Daniels was a huge fan of NASCAR. And our best wishes and our thoughts and our prayers go to his family and his fans. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, traffic has been crazy lately, right? And rush hour? Forget it. Nobody wants to let you merge onto the highway. But hey, somebody let you merge or you wouldn't be there. So drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We've got doubleheader action coming your way from the Kentucky Speedway, and it all is on Saturday. We'll kick things off with the Arca Menard Series General Tire 150. Motor Racing Network airtime is 2.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll follow that up with the nightcap, the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Buckle up in your truck, 2.25. Tune in to Motor Racing Network airtime at 5.30 Eastern. 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
At Victory Junction, it's simple. We believe every child, no matter their diagnosis or disability, deserves the chance to just be a kid. So we provide a medically safe environment where children who live in a world of hospital stays and doctor's visits are free to do everything from riding horses, zip lining, swimming, fishing, and bowling, all at no cost to the camper. The experience inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every child who comes here. Help us change a child's life at victoryjunction.org. Hey guys, I'm Corey the Joy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. Whelan would like to congratulate Kevin Harvick and his number four Stuart Haas Racing pit crew for the win at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on Sunday. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. It was Harvick's fourth victory of the season. In the end, I think when, when you look at the the root of the equation, it, it's, the, it's the team, right? It's the crew chief and the driver that have been together, the engineer that, that um, you know, if we had one engineer move on, but we had the same engineer with Dax and, and you know, you, you keep adding little pieces, uh, you know, to keep making that puzzle uh, come together and fit together well. But experience plays a plays a big role in this. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Late last week, we received word that seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson had tested positive for COVID-19. And as a result, Jimmy had to sit out this past weekend's Brickyard 400 at Indianapolis, ending a streak that started back in 2002. For more on that, here's Kurt Becker for this week's 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. One would describe Jimmy Johnson's career as fairy tale, tying the record for championships. Jimmy Johnson wins at Homestead and scores on history-making seventh championship. Being part of a dynasty. It, it means the world to me to tie Earnhardt and Petty. A career like the sport has rarely witnessed. But this past week brought a conclusion to one of the most incredible aspects of Johnson's career. Namely, a streak of consecutive starts that ranked him among the Ironmen of NASCAR. As many of you know, my wife and I tested positive for the coronavirus. And we are in our home in Colorado, locking things down and doing our best, our very best to try to keep our kids from having a positive test. Johnson recently tested positive for COVID-19. He is asymptomatic. He is the first NASCAR driver to test positive for the infectious disease. And as a result, he was not in the lineup for the Brickyard 400 at Indianapolis this past Sunday. It was the first time Johnson had not been in a Cup Series field since 2001, the year prior to his rookie season. And certainly hope that I can uh, be reinstated and be free of this virus uh, very soon so I can get back to my day job. And uh, certainly uh, hope that, you know, for my family's safety and wellness, that, um, you know, this, this virus passes by quickly and, uh, and isn't any more uh, intrusive than it's been so far. Johnson's run ends at 663 consecutive starts, a streak that places him fifth on the all-time list. As for the rest of the top five, 
Number four is Rusty Wallace with 697. Rusty Wallace ahead by two car lengths, and he is going to win the Winston. Bobby Labonte ranks third with 704 consecutive starts. Bobby Labonte comes to the stripe, and for the third time this year, he'll win on the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Ricky Rudd, who ranks second, made it all the way to 788. Ricky Rudd. A bit battered and a bit bruised from a terrifying crash two weeks ago will now drive the Bud Moore car to victory lane. And in 2015, Johnson's teammate Jeff Gordon broke Rudd's record at New Hampshire, ultimately ending the year in Homestead with 797 consecutive Cup Series starts. Jeff Gordon pads his lead atop the Winston Cup championship with win number seven of the year. Jimmy won't be able to match that particular record, but 663 consecutive starts nonetheless makes for another remarkable stat in the career of one of NASCAR's greatest. Jimmy Johnson rolls it down to victory lane, coasting around here. He saves the fuel and scores the first win of the year for Henrik Motorsports. On behalf of everyone at the Motor Racing Network, we want to send our best wishes to Jimmy and his wife, Chandra, and congratulate him on an impressive streak of races at NASCAR's top level. I'm Kurt Becker, and this has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll have an exclusive with NASCAR rookie contender Christopher Bell, and later, NASCAR's Ben Kennedy will join us. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast, and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast, and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Hey NASCAR fans, this is NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. You've got less than a month to enter to win a one-of-a-kind 2020 Toyota Camry TRD at nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway and help children in need. This championship edition Camry celebrates Toyota's 2019 NASCAR Cup Series title. Just donate $25 to the NASCAR Foundation for your chance to win. Go to nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. That's nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. The Xfinity fastest lap in Sunday's Brickyard 400 at Indianapolis was turned in by Kevin Harvick with a speed of 183.255 miles an hour. He turned that lap in on lap 108. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity proud premier partner of NASCAR. Christopher Bell joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to me. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. 
This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. The 2020 NASCAR Cup Series rookie class is strong this year. Christopher Bell's been showing a lot of promise in recent weeks with an eighth place finish at Homestead, a fourth at Pocono, and a 12th over the weekend at Indianapolis. MRN's Dylan Welch talked with Chris about the season and where his team is going. Let's talk about Christopher Bell. This is a team and a young driver really beginning to excel. You and I talked at Daytona at the start of the year about um, your first year in Cup and, and kind of expectations given your success in the Truck Series and then ultimately the Xfinity Series too. Now at the roughly midpoint of the year in your first cup season, how would you evaluate how things stand right now? Yeah, I think we started off uh, very disappointing. You know, we went to Daytona and we had a lot of speed, uh, but obviously that's not really relative to real racing. So uh, the West Coast was extremely disappointed. But uh, after that big long coronavirus break and we got back to racing, I think we've been doing a lot better and we've been gaining on it. Uh, we just dug ourselves a huge hole from Daytona. So uh, as far as point standing goes, so I, I am disappointed with where we're at, but I am optimistic of how we've been running and I hope that we're able to continue to grow. What kind of things have surprised you about, you know, racing in the cup series, whether it be competition or, or anything like that, what's, what's surprised you the most? It's a good question. And I would say the, Probably the toughest part about cup racing is just the distance of the races. There's so many opportunities for something to go wrong and take you out of it. And, you know, these races are roughly twice the distance of, of what I've been doing in the Xfinity cars. So uh, it's, it's a big change and it's a big thing to get adapted to. When we talked in Daytona, we kind of talked about how, uh, you know, for you, you know, especially the last few years, uh, you were so used to winning, so used to running up front. And but you expected when we got to the Cup Series that you know it wasn't going to be that I don't even want to say that easy, but it, it was going to be tough to you know can continue those type of performances. Are you happy with you personally and how you've adapted to that level of competition and the length of the races and everything that you you kind of mentioned there? Uh, I don't know if happy is the right word. Um, I'm disappointed with the results that we've had, but we've had we have had a couple of good runs. You know, looking back at Bristol. Um, we were in opportunity to, we were in position to finish, get our first top five of the year before we had an incident on pit road there. And um, Homestead was another really good race for us. So we've had a couple of moments that are really good. We just got to continue to build on that and, and get to have more of those moments. And, and you know, we're, we're just in a hole right now. The way that the format's working out where we're starting in the back every week uh, makes it difficult. So. Hopefully uh, we can just continue to keep keep plugging away and getting a little bit better week in and week out. What's it like for you? I mean, you know, as a as a racer to get to race on Sundays, to race in the Cup Series. You know, everybody has goals. Everybody, uh, you know, I know for you, you know, the dirt side obviously is very important to you. But uh, I know you appreciate and and you know respect the opportunity that you have to race in the Cup Series. What's it like for you? Is you know, is it everything you thought it'd be? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, the biggest thing was uh, just the. You know, I've been around these drivers in, in the Xfinity Series, obviously racing with Kyle Busch and uh, Harvick, Logano, Keselowski, those guys that participate in the Xfinity Series. But it was really eye-opening that, that first race at Daytona to, to see the iconic race cars. You know, like, for example, I, I was around Denny Hamlin and to 
you know, I, I've been around Denny a lot because I've been in the, the Gibbs organization for a number of years now, but to see that iconic FedEx purple 11 car on the racetrack was just like, you know, it hit hard because that's that car I've watched on TV for so long and, and I never raced against it until that moment. And then seeing the M&M's 18 and the, uh, you know, just all those iconic race cars that you watch on TV for so long. And then, and then next thing you know, you're trading paint with it. It's pretty cool. For you coming into this, you've got a sense of familiarity and this fact that you've got Jason Ratcliffe as your crew chief, but your spotter, Stevie Reeves, somebody that you hadn't worked with until this year, but obviously have a great relationship with. What's it been like working with Stevie? Uh, you know, he's a he's a dirt racer. He, you know, he comes from the same background as you and, uh, and I know you guys have a, a great friendship too. Yeah, it's cool to be able to drive for Stevie because uh, he obviously has kind of been there, done that and, and you know, like you mentioned, he came from the same background as me. So I think we're pretty much on the same page as far as languages. And, you know, I'm really good friends with his kid too. So uh, there's there's a, uh, you know, a, a well, well-rounded relationship there. And I'm glad that glad that he's my spotter. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day that we get to take victory lane pictures together. Is there lingo that you guys can use that, or maybe that you haven't been able to use with another spotter just because he understands the short track dirt track racing lingo um i think uh i think he just understands my my driving style and and you know me and stevie have been around each other for a while now he's watched me race outside of stock cars for a little bit so uh he just he kind of understands me he understands what i'm what what's going through my head and you know he can typically keep me under control pretty well and 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 keep me going the right way When's your next dirt race? I know, obviously, you, you try to do that as much as you can. When? What's your calendar look like from that perspective? Yeah, it's been tough. I, I haven't been able to do anything since the Chili Bowl, um, so I, I haven't ran dirt at all this year, and, and hopefully I'll be able to in the coming future, but uh, I'm not really sure what it looks like as of now. That is Levine family racing driver Christopher Bell. Coming up next, we'll hear from Vice President of Racing Development Ben Kennedy, and later... Ben Rhodes from the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. I am proud of this place we call home and the men and women of this nation who stand unafraid, sacrificing everything in order to keep us safe. And in their honor, I salute them in any way I can. I am NASCAR. NASCAR Salutes, refreshed by Coca-Cola on FS1. It's ripped the fence. Alex Bowman is here. Jeff Gordon, your boss, was there one night, slinging back whatever he was drinking. We won't confirm what he was drinking. Maybe we'll do that in a little bit. He was drinking Stella. Stella Artois. Wow, classy. You can misconstrue that between arrogance or confidence, and you know sometimes there's a fine line. I think the mustache was the confidence. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know how I had any confidence after wearing that damn thing. <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast, available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. NASCAR Vice President of Racing Development, Ben Kennedy, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Our uh, easy top ten car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There, there's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Recently, MRN's Kyle Ricky and Hannah Newhouse had a chance to chat with NASCAR VP of Racing Development, Ben Kennedy, about the challenges of this year and the decisions that have been made. Now, it's been a pretty busy last couple weeks for you. Obviously, NASCAR, the first sport to really get back into things. How's it been? A very heavy schedule, uh, multiple races in weeks. Are you finally setting it, settling into this busy schedule that we have? Yeah, no, to your point, it's certainly been uh, busy since we returned to racing in Darlington. You know, the schedule's certainly been busy, to your point. A lot of racing, um, not just for the Cup Series, but... Xfinity and the Gander Truck Series as well. A lot of doubleheaders, some midweek racing in there. So, you know, exciting to uh, to try some new things out, things that we've wanted to, to test for a long time and, and kind of see the results of them. Now, this show uh, focuses on a lot of the regional series and international series uh, of the sport. We've focused a lot on, on the national series, of course, uh, when it comes to the return to racing. But it's got to be a different set of challenges behind the scenes with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour and ARCA East and ARCA West and the ARCA Menard Series and in in getting those series up to speed and getting them races because I, I would assume it's a different different business model for you guys. Yeah, no, it's certainly a good point. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure that when we are going back to racing, um, we saw this a lot with our national series, but applies probably even more so with our weekly and touring series as well as want to make sure it's safe um, and, and done responsibly and respectfully as well. Um, you know, the last thing you want to go and do is have races that have a negative impact on the community. So just trying to be mindful of that. And, and to your point, you know, the, the models for a lot of those tracks certainly look different. Um, you know, a lot of them need, need fans to come in the stands and come to the track. So trying to be mindful of that and doing it at the right places at the right time. So there's, uh, there's been a, a huge effort from everyone from Ron Drager to, um, you know, Brandon Thompson has been leading the charge for a while, Brandon Nikdalski, uh, and a number of others, whether it's on the ARCA side, the NASCAR Weekly and Touring side, Modifieds, as you, as you mentioned, or even the international side as well. Um, you know, we've been tracking everything going on in Europe, Canada, and Mexico, how they're starting to reopen, how they're thinking about their schedule going forward. Um, and it's going to be kind of similar to what we're seeing on a national series side, a lot of back-to-back action-packed racing. And, um, you know, I know a lot of competitors are, are ready to get back to the track. I might be uh, getting a step ahead of myself here, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, with every state 
in every region kind of in a different state of flux, uh, whether they're, they're, the tracks can open or, or not. How do you see a weekly champion or, or, or a regional champion, that type of structure for, for the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series for 2020 to, to you know, be crowned later this summer? Yeah, it's certainly a good question. You know, to your point, each state kind of has its own restrictions and, and ways of opening and even, you know, tracking it recently with, you know, some states starting to have a second wave. So trying to be mindful of, of all of that. And, you know, I know the team is certainly looking at, and working on all things. And, you know, how do we think about crown our, crowning our champion? How do you also, you know, make sure you maintain the integrity of the regular season. So, you know, I, I know they're certainly taking all of those things into account as they think about, you know, crowning the champion, whether it's at a state level or a local or regional level. So, you know, certainly a, a lot of things in flux to your point, um, especially over the past couple of weeks here, it seems like things are starting to pick up again on the, the state and, uh, and local front for a lot of these tracks and, and just trying to be uh, aware and, and, and where those things are headed. You've done it all here in NASCAR. You drove at one point, you had a team, um, have worked your way up now in the ranks as far as the managerial side of NASCAR. And we liked to joke that, you know, we saw the choose cone now being implemented for the all-star race. Little short tracker here loves it because we're bringing a short track aspect into the national series. But um, all jokes aside, how do you, how has your um, involvement in all of the different levels of especially even the grassroots racing you know influence your decisions and that thought process that you now get to bring to the higher levels of racing no I think it you know it certainly has a, a big impact on the way you know everyone in our, our sport kind of views um, to your guys's point whether it's the choose cone rule midweek racing kind of things like that it makes you feel like you're back at a, a local short track so I think that's the exciting part of it and you know at the end of the day these short tracks they're they're our roots and it's our culture so it's um it's where a lot of the people that again you see on you know friday saturday sunday they all started at their local short tracks and they've eventually kind of climbed the ladders to there I've, I've had the opportunity to compete on my end as well and have a team and and kind of all those things and, and certainly it's it's always neat to go out to your local short track and it's always neat to see too things like the choose cone rule and and, and others starting to being adopted and tested out in the national series level as well. And I think that's a testament to you know, certainly great racing on the, the weekly and touring side. How much do you rely on your past experiences coming up through the sport? Hannah mentioned you're, you're an owner, you're, you're a driver, you know, you've, you've seen the ins and outs of all the different garages and, and all the different positions in this sport at your current level. How much do you look back on that and, and kind of rely on those past experiences? You know, it's funny because there's, I think there's certainly times where I'm like, man, this is, this is so completely different from what I was doing. And it's, it is amazing when you go to the track and whether you're on, you know, the NASCAR sanctioning body side, you're with the track, you're with the team, you're with the, the crew member. It's such a different experience for every single person that goes to that track. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we all come together as, as one and we're all there to, you know, put on a great race for our fans at the end of the day. But, um, you know, I, I think more than anything, it's given me perspective into those different areas, whether that's being a driver or a, um, you know, a team member or a team owner. It's just helped me kind of understand from their lens and their perspective as they go to the track where they come back home in between the races. Uh, you know, I'll never completely understand what's going through a, um, you know, a team owner on the Cubs side's mind or maybe a driver on the Cup or Xfinity side's mind. But 
at least I think gives me a little bit of perspective of kind of what they're thinking and, and feeling uh, about certain things. So it's, um, it's certainly been helpful. That's NASCAR Vice President of Racing Development, Ben Kennedy. You can hear more of that interview on NASCAR Coast to Coast with Kyle Ricky and Hannah Newhouse. It's available each and every week on MRN.com. Coming up on NASCAR Live, NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series driver Ben Rhodes. And later, we'll have a two with Rusty. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to me. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Let's talk some trucks with NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series driver Ben Rhodes. He'll join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, NASCAR fans, this is NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. There are only a few days left to enter to win a one-of-a-kind 2020 Toyota Camry TRD at nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway and help children in need. This championship edition Camry celebrates Toyota's 2019 NASCAR Cup Series title. Just donate $25 to the NASCAR Foundation for your chance to win. Go to nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. That's nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. Won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for spending time with us on this week's NASCAR Live. We're so glad you're here. This weekend, the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series is racing at Kentucky Speedway. Ben Rhodes is from just down the road in Louisville. MRN's Woody Kane chatted with the two-time series winner about going home this weekend. The fans come to their feet, and here comes Ben Rhodes. The Kentuckian wins the Buckle up in your truck, 225, in front of the home crowd here in the Bluegrass State. The driver of the number 99 Ford F-150 at Thor Sport Racing, Ben Rhodes, joins us. He's second in the standings and getting set to run at his home track, Kentucky Speedway, this coming weekend. Ben, congratulations on a strong start to the season. You had a little bit of a hiccup at Daytona, but that's often the case there. You did lead several laps, though, there, so that's something to count towards speed. Even though that's an apples and oranges comparison, I guess you got to be pretty happy to, to be where you are at this point in the season, considering everything that's going on. Yeah, like you said, Daytona is one of those races you go into um, hoping you don't get wrecked, but expecting the worst. You know, it's it's one of those races that we've we've led the last 
the last few laps coming to the checkered flag for the past three years and, and get wrecked. So um, kind of expect it. But the season as a whole has been fairly consistent for us. Um, we we got to smooth out some of those highs and, and lows. But um, one of our goals for the season was to get the regular season points championship. And right now we're in second place. We're making gains. We're, we're rebounding from those points that we lost at Daytona. Although Austin Hill's quite a few ahead of us. Uh, I hope we can keep gaining, keep keep making up space. Um, you know, the regular season points championship is such a um, benefit when you go into the playoffs. It gives you so many bonus points that if you can get it or you're even close to it, you really, really need to acquire that. So it just propels you. It just sets you up for, for ISM Raceway, Phoenix Raceway to, uh, to, to get the championship. It helps you get to that final four. So that's what we're gunning for, but we don't know what's going to happen. It's... It's been um, a crazy That's kind of season. the theme of 2020, right? Nobody knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit specifically about Kentucky Speedway, your home track. You're a past winner there. What's it like running at that track? And you're entering a stretch now of a lot of mile and a half stacked back to back to back. Yeah, you know, home race, this is one that I've had circled on the calendar all this year, every year, really. I mean, it's just, it's the home race. It's, it's the one that my friends, family, everybody goes to. So it's going to be weird not having anybody there to, to celebrate and enjoy it with. But um, nonetheless, I'll be able to come home. I'm an hour away from home and I can go see them. And if we win, you better believe there's going to be a party going on <laughs> that night. So uh, it's just, it's strange. You know, I never quite thought that this would happen where you just show up in your race and I think this is going to be the one that I feel it the most because leading up to Kentucky's all this pageantry and uh, we do all these interviews this media tour and then I'm at the racetrack every single weekend and I do more events there and I hang out with the fans more than any other racetrack and all of that's gone I'm just going to leave the house at like four o'clock <laughs> and show up to the track and race it's just strange but like I said, family's close by, so if we do have a reason to celebrate, we're going to be doing it. What do you think about this whole plan that since we've come back of, of no qualifying, no practice? Do you like that, or would you rather have a, a bunch of track time? Or is there a happy medium? Yeah, I'm a driver. I like track time. Anytime I'm in the truck is a happy day. I love being behind the wheel of my F-150, and ah, it's tough for me. I'll be honest. I, I love practice. Um, but if there's one benefit that comes out of this is how fresh you feel when you do get in the race. You've got, uh, you know, a fresh suit, fresh Nomex that you're putting on, a fresh helmet. Everything is completely fresh. And then you, yourself, you're relaxed. You, you're not dehydrated in the least. You're coming from air conditioning. You're cooled off. You're hydrated as you're ever going to be. And you're just ready to go. You've, you haven't been out in the sun all day and been in a race car all day. So if there's any benefit, that is it. It's, it's how you feel when you get in and when you get out. But... I'm a driver. I love that stuff. I love the heat. I love being inside a race car. And it's frustrating we don't have it. And I'll tell you, it's one of our bigger challenges this year. It's just getting unloaded from the hauler and making sure that we are, you know, 100% ready to go. Because without practice, you know, if you have anything that's loose or you're not handling the best, well, you just got to deal with it for the race. And that's a little bit scary. A um, little bit, a uh, little bit of our, our, biggest struggle I guess you could say for the season it's been our, our struggle that we've been working on our consistency off the hauler 
Let's talk a little bit more about Thorsport. We had uh, David Pepper and Johnny Sauter on a little bit earlier uh, this year when the, they had the new sponsor coming on board his truck. But what has the whole postponement shutdown and then start back up thing been like at Thorsport? Because Pepper said you guys have, have maybe, and Johnny too, maybe more trucks than you ever have had before. I, I guess it's a, a pretty comforting feeling knowing that you're with one of the top dog teams in the in the whole Gander Outdoors truck series. Yeah, you know, Thor Sport has um, has been taking this very well. <laughs> as far as uh, as far as trucks go, I've got more than ever before. They're built out, ready to go, and uh, it's funny to even assist with that. Uh, we ran the same truck for the past few races, so uh, as many people may know, not every single crew member can come to the racetrack. So we've got some of our road crew is, is staying behind. They're working on trucks. The shop crew is working on trucks. And it's just the factory right now. They're turning and burning trucks right now. And it's it's pretty cool feeling as a driver to walk in and see this fleet of trucks lined up, ready to go. I've never had so many F-150s in my inventory that have, you know, ready to go win a race. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, and what we're doing is we're building ourselves a cushion so that as we get into the season, we have the opportunity to take risks that maybe other teams can't that have wrecked out. And they have to protect their trucks, those resources. Well, now I'm hoping that we get enough built up. Maybe we can get our wins early like my teammate Grant did. But if we can't, we can take those risks. We have the opportunity to do that. Back to Kentucky one more time. Tell me how that track has changed. Is the asphalt aging and getting a little more abrasive? Or is it kind of staying like it was a few years ago? Yeah, it's, it's changing a little bit. Um, every track changes every year. Um, it's just a matter of how much they do it. Some of them you'll see just a slight change. Others, it's it's pretty night and day. Um, Kentucky's been just gradual. It's been very gradual from when they did it. And it's getting more wore out with the asphalt. Um, we've seen a few bumps come into play. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Texas. Texas has grayed out so fast, and it is aging. Um, maybe not as fast as everybody would like it to age, but it is aging and there are bumps coming back and forming it. You know, I'm, I'm one of the drivers that I say the older the pavement, the better and the more bumps, the better. That's NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series driver Ben Rhodes. Motor Racing Network will have coverage of the Buckle Up in Your Truck 225 this Saturday evening at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up next, we've got two with Rusty. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Hi. Um, guess we should talk about something. <laughs> How's the, um, vermicelli game in your town? Got any good Vietnamese restaurants? Vermicelli? Oh, it's a noodle. Very good. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We've got a two with Rusty coming up next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina, is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. 
Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It is that time, once again, my friends, for two with Rusty. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane of Martinsville. How well do you know NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace? Rusty Wallace is the 1989 Winston Cup champion. An unfiltered, unbiased opinion on topics that burn in NASCAR Nation. Man, if I would have done that back then, I'd have blew a lot of stuff up. I'd have had problems, <laughs> you know. From the ever-changing landscape of the sport to random facts about the NASCAR Hall of Famer. I'm not a good golfer at all. <laughs> it's two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. Yeah, hello, my name is, is Stephen Cohen from High Point, North Carolina, and I got a question for Rusty Wallace. Rusty, uh, what is your favorite uh, band of all time? It'd have to be ZZ Top. I just love that band, those fuzzy guitars they used to use. Uh, Raymond Beetle, the fella I used to drive for, he was a big fan of ZZ Top, and he used to take us to those concerts. And, and the fans are beginning to wave as Wallace comes across the line, comes down and takes the checkered flag from Harold Kinder, and he is the champion. Let's go down to Jim Phillips. Rusty Wallace is the 1989 Winston Cup champion. Raymond Beetle, it's been an up and down year, but it all came together for you here today. Yeah, it really did. You know, these guys really stuck together, and I can't say enough. You know, this has been a dream we've had for seven years we finally did it uh, i just love their music and to today I, I still like it today so yeah it had to be zz top hi this is matt from columbia south carolina i just wanted to ask rusty he was known as a great uh setup person suspension wise on his car i wonder uh, if any of uh today's if he still adds any uh, expertise to today's teams or anybody comes to him well, you know, when I first got out of the car, I was asked uh, a lot of questions, mostly from my old car, the two car, about chassis setups. What would I do? What changes would I made? What kind of air pressures did you use to run? Can you remember? And I helped him with things like that. And of late, I get occasional questions, but the new car is a lot different than the car I drove in the past. So um, I don't get as many questions, but uh, that's okay. To ask a question for upcoming Two with Rusty segments, join the conversation on Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. If you'd like to call in a question, my question was for Rusty Wallace. Use the MRN hotline at 1 844 4AskMRN. Just want to ask Rusty on the days back when he was driving the Kodiak car. It's Two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. Thank you, Rusty. Earlier, we chatted with Ben Rhodes from the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Well, one of the guys that he's going to beat happens to be his teammate, Grant Enfinger. MRN's Kyle Ricky chatted with Grant about this weekend's race. 
Here they come up off of turn number four. Checkered flag goes in the air, and Grant Enfinger wins the Vet Ticks Camping World 200 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And we'll catch up with the only series regular in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series to win this season. Grant Enfinger, two wins, uh, heading to the Kentucky Speedway this weekend. Grant, first off, congratulations on, on what has been seemingly a pretty good start to the season with, with two wins. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on there, Kyle. And uh, it, it has been it's been a great start to us to, to, to be able to get those couple wins. We haven't uh, had our normal consistency as far as the finishes go, but we've uh, we've had great speed. Jeff Hansley, Josh Hankish, everybody has uh, been bringing us really good F-150s each and every week. So uh, hopefully we can uh, keep this momentum going into Kentucky. That's going to be my next question is, is what's lacking with the consistency? Uh, two wins, but then the other races, you're outside of the top 10. Um, it's either, you know, you're at the top or, or mid-pack to the back. Yeah, some of that is just uh, circumstances, uh, and some of that is, is mistakes. I made a big one at Pocono at Sped on Pit Road, which uh, relegated us to some very poor uh, track position there late in the race. Um, but overall, we've been just a little sloppy um, with, with just, uh, I think especially coming after the break, um, I was kind of getting back in the rhythm on, on anything, just little mistakes here and there. But uh, I feel like we've, we've done a great job as a team on, uh, on cleaning them up. And, uh, and, and the team as a whole did a great uh, great job last week at Pocono. Uh, the driver just screwed up. So um, hopefully we can uh, put all that stuff to rest and uh, fight for another win uh, this weekend. How tough has it been um, since the break, coming back, one-day shows, no practice, no qualifying, your first lap in the truck are the parade and pace laps before the green flag? It's definitely different. You know, and, and, and as a driver, you have a lot different mindset going into to turn one when you haven't felt your uh, your truck out at all. So it, it definitely changes how how we approach things and, um, you know, the, the package Jeff Hensley brings to the racetrack. But the fact that we do have those couple wins under our belt now gives us a big advantage for that. Uh, in, in my opinion, I feel like we can, we can maybe be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, I can be on the track uh, for sure. Uh, we, we don't have quite as much to lose. We, we still have, have a lot to gain though. Um, so it, it's just, it, it's a different mindset. It's something um, I haven't done much of normally in, in uh, you know, growing up in, in practice and stuff, I would, I would kind of be slow to get up to speed. I, I would always make sure, hey, don't do anything stupid right off the bat. Well, now when the green flag waves, we all go stupid. You know, it, it's just part of it. And, and if you don't, you're getting passed. So um, we've been fortunate enough to, to have good F-150s that, that have helped that. That is Grant Enfinger. Still to come on NASCAR Live, we'll take you back with this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. 
For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to drop the checkered flag on this week's NASCAR Live, but before we do, Susie Armstrong is here with This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. This week, we take a far-out journey to an election year past 1972. Paul McCartney's Wings was a band on the run as the Wings Over Europe tour took off in the rolling hills of France. Stanley Kubrick's Dark Universe shocked moviegoers as little Alex and his friends did their deeds in the X-rated A Clockwork Orange. Senators George McGovern and Thomas Eagleton paired up to take on incumbent Richard Nixon as the Democratic Convention ramped up in Miami Beach. And David Pearson was foxy as ever at the World Center of Racing, besting Richard Petty and Bobby Allison to win the Firecracker 400 at Daytona International Speedway. It could be a photo finish as they come across the line. Pearson is in front. Petty goes to the outside. David Pearson has won it. David Pearson has won by maybe three feet. 1985. Hey, Doc, you better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, a DeLorean, and a flux capacitor take moviegoers on the ultimate thrill ride in the Robert Zemeckis fantasy, Back to the Future. Michael Jackson, Bob Dylan, Tina Turner, and a host of others sing their hearts out to ease African famine in the globally broadcast Live Aid extravaganza. And Greg Sachs was a live wire at Daytona as the modified ace and part-time cup star led 33 laps in the Guard Racing Chevrolet to nab his only Cup Series victory in Daytona's July Classic. Sachs takes it up the back. He's trying to go to the high side of Labonte. Almost caught the wall. Now he comes around to the outside of Labonte, and he's by and on his way off the turn. Greg Sachs, the modified stock car race from New England, who sunk the family fortune in Grand National Racing, couldn't make it go, comes to the checkered flag and wins the Pepsi Firecracker 400. 2002, baseball fans said goodbye to Hall of Famer Ted Williams as the 19-time All-Star passed away near his home in Citrus Hills, Florida. Sibling rivalry was at its peak on the tennis court as Serena Williams beat sister Venus in the second match of the finals, 6-3, to win the Wimbledon championship. Robert Ludlum's novel hit the big screen as the action thriller The Born Identity kept movie audiences on the edge of their seats. And Michael Waltrip drove it right to the edge in the Stars and Stripes Chevrolet to score his only win of the season in the Pepsi 400 at Daytona. It is 515th Winston Cup start. Michael Waltrip wins his second NASCAR Winston Cup race. And it comes at Daytona, where the first one came last year in the Daytona 500. You'd better believe Michael Waltrip loves the world center of racing. Comes to the start-finish line. Checkered flag is out. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on this week's show. We'd like to also thank Christopher Bell for stopping by. Also, our thanks to Ben Kennedy and Grant Enfinger 
as well. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.